0: Yo, I'm Chad, and this is Eric, and together we are Jumpman. Jumpman. Ooh, yeah, jumping. That's right, jumping on things, getting points. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jumpman Podcast. That's right. Today, you know yeah, <laughs> Eric. Today, right, l- let me tell you what I did last night. I finally watched Dread 3D. Yes. Now you can finally agree with me that was the best movie of 2012, It was great! Yeah! And actually, you know, uh, watching the trailer, I think about a year or so ago, I was thinking, like, oh, seriously, Dread just, like, it's not like, it's not your typical Hollywood blockbuster, end of the world, you know, introduce a character and then, like, if he doesn't do this, it's Armageddon and the world is destroyed. Instead, I I was like, what, he just takes down some drug dealer? And that's, like, the whole movie? Perfect. A day in the life of dread. Mhm. Perfect. I was very I was very impressed. They even made they, they made light and justified why the uh the the hot looking uh rookie cop has her helmet off the entire movie. Exactly. It's perfect. I was like, "Wow, oh, great job. It's so good. In fact, I'm going to order it on DVD on amazon.com later today for our vacation." Awesome. A- Amazon when you need things cheap and delivered fast. <laughs> call Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, so the only the only reason we still have like um you know retail stores is food, clothing, and impulse buys. You know, like uh, I'm I'm having a mandate later today, where uh, a friend of mine we've known we've known each other for like six plus years, and we always promise each other every 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 time we hang out we're like, dude, we need to like come over and like play video games and drink beer and have a mandate. Yes, and then we always set a date and a time, and then work always gets in the way. Are you gonna get to second base? Maybe. <laughs> I think second base in the mandate is like horrible for you, but tasty food. Oh, and maybe my... and maybe third base is like falling asleep on the couch playing video games with a thumb up the butt. <laughs> and it's not your thumb. Dun, dun, dun. That's cool. Well, I'm glad you finally watched Dread because that movie's great, and we're gonna watch it again in a couple weeks. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I mean, you know, I was very impressed. I was a super fan of the first uh, Dread movie. I loved Lord. Slice Alone. I loved that it was just like the wacky action comedy. Yeah. And this Dread, totally different, and, you know, it's great in its own special way. Yeah, la- first Dread, so bad it's good. Second yes. Dread, so good. That's right. Ooh, ooh, it's so good. I mean, and I can't really fault the movie for anything at all. I mean, like, Dread is awesome. He's like, at, at a certain points, he's like... Hey, uh, hey, rookie, why don't you go over there and uh, have a scene with this dude while I could be badass and kill everyone over here? Oh, man, it's so good. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like, even though it's like a million to one odds, he acts like he's in charge the whole time. It's perfect. I love it. And uh, when the villains come to realize this, they're like, dude, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> they're we're like, yeah, it's like the, the villains bring in some VIPs to hunt him down. And they're like, who? Like, they're like, come on, you want a million credits to kill this guy? He's like, I know who this guy is million credits (laughs) yeah we're not getting out of this alive no it was i had a great time great time everybody should watch dread it's great i hope i hope that the sequel gets made uh well would you like to know about that absolutely the sequel is being made in comic book form lame it will not be a movie unfortunately uh so in september it's going to be a comic book okay Alright, right, alright. I could read that comic book. I, I really like the characters. You yeah. Know? At, the, at the very end I was like, wow, um, cool, I'm sold on the Dread universe and uh, I want to see what the Rookie does next. Yeah, and he, yeah, the Rookie was cool too and I liked how she she kind of ended the movie as a badass, so. Yeah, she was just like, well, uh, I mean, spoilerific, but she's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to be a cop. See you later, Dread. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly, just like you, you, you pass. <laughs> you don't want to be a cop. Well, then you will be. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I wanted you to say. Yeah, exactly. That, that was, was good. No, so was great time. Later on in this podcast, stick around because I'm going to talk about crazy, crazy Wesley Snipes. Yes, dude. <laughs> I read that too. I was like, awesome. That's. Yeah. I, I think we. I think we've found our new Nick Cage, Steven Seagal. Exactly. We're going to induct a new member later in the podcast. <laughs> First, chat. Chad's going to talk about a crazy-ass movie, and then we're going to get the crazy-ass Wesley Snipes. True. So, I broke this up over a couple different days. Every once in a while, because we had this new baby, uh, when he'd fall asleep, I would watch like a 30-minute chunk of this insane Bollywood uh, action movie called... I'm going to pronounce it. It's called Anthe-Run. En- en- anyway. right. If you had to give it an English name, what would you call it? Robot. <laughs> just one it's, word. It's just subtitled "The Robot." Okay, <laughs> that's all it is. And I think it's the Eric, I think it's the greatest romantic comedy ever made. This movie. This movie. I guess it's billed as like a sci-fi uh, action film, but mm-hmm. but really, it's like it's three hours long, which is I guess typical for a Bollywood movie. There's even an intermission, like halfway through the movie, after like the insane first and second arc, it just like intermission just pops up on screen. And it, like, pauses. Wow, it's, just... it's like, hey, go take a dump. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, all right, I don't feel bad because uh, I don't feel bad breaking up into 30-minute chunks because uh, you know how, like, a, your typical Hollywood movie, like, it's either, like, over and done with in an hour and a half or it feels so long. It's like a three-hour Hobbit. Right. This one is, like, uh, it was three hours, but I felt like it really just, I mean, I, did, I didn't feel like uh, like there were any extraneous scenes. It was just like the entire rise and fall of this robot. So So, what happens? So the whole plot is uh, the scientist creates this android uh, in his own image. So it's this super strong, unkillable uh, robot that looks exactly like him. Which, by the way, I would not do. Because why would I create a better version of myself? I would just be jealous of myself. Like if I created a robot that was fucking awesome with superpowers, and then I would be like, geez, I wish I was that robot. No, exactly, and 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 there's so many scenes like um, there's it just brings the hilariousness because of course just like you said once he creates this like super version of himself then his fiance starts to kind of put the moves on this robot <laughs> and the whole movie is is the scientist kind of trying to salvage his relationship with his fiance who loves the hell out of this robot because the robot does anything she wants uh, it cooks and cleans there are many just many scenes of the actor who was ever playing the robot just doing, like, cooking and cleaning and, like, foot massages in, like, super fast motion. Mm. Because this robot can move at, like, super speed. So he's like, clean your entire bedroom. While the actor in real life is like, God, 20 minutes of cleaning a bedroom, what did I sign up for? (laughs) Yeah, probably sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, like... um, so he's, he's learning more and more to be human. The scientist keeps bringing him to like this scientific enclave who, ke- who keeps telling him, you know, no, no, no. It's a danger to everyone. Uh, it lets, uh, this robot like prevents like a serial rape happening on like the train by whooping ass and like destroying like 40 dudes in this insane train fight scene where he's like knocking people off the train. And, uh, and he has a really cool superpower, which is uh, he has like electromagnetic powers. Oh, those are fun. Yes, kind of like uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, exactly. So the the, the best five minutes of Ernest Goes to Jail in the very end is, he's like, Electro-Man. Mm-hmm. And he can like, um, he's, he's basically Magneto. So okay. this robot uses that to like the fullest extent. And the special effects in this picture are just insane. I mean, uh, they do things that I've never seen before in a Hollywood movie. But we'll get to that we'll get to that for most of the movie though whenever he's fighting dudes which is about every 20 minutes he just fights some dude who's like i hate robots or i really want to have sex with this girl that you like um he's like he's like uh, like whipping their weapons towards him and using that using it on them or like anything metal that's possibly can be like controlled in the area he'll like form that into some kind of weapon himself and use that on people the robot, like, whoops all kinds of ass and is not scared about, like, killing people. Oh, and keep in mind, the way to tell the difference between the robot and the creator, and really the only only thing that gives the robot any credibility as, oh, this might be an emotionless robot, is he wears sunglasses. Yes! It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> school of Terminator looking like a robot. Just put on sunglasses and you will look less human. It works. It's, yeah, it does. It so works. Well, the, um the The scientist goes through all these crazy hair changes while the robot pretty much stays the same. He's got uh, the skunk, the skunk hairdo, black with a white stripe. That ha- that happens later when he goes evil. Oh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, but it starts start, the beginning of the movie. The scientist who's been working on this android has like this huge lion's mane and this gigantic beard, but has to clean himself up to impress his woman. Because the woman, uh, excuse me, the, the robot is just like this normal looking dude with like the nice looking haircut. So he's like, damn, the robot looks better than me and he looks exactly like me. Mm. So anyway, by the end of the movie, the robots, um, God, so much happens in this movie. They There's like dance sequences. There's They dance at Machu Picchu, which is I was like, what? Seriously? You got to prove to have a dance sequence at Machu Picchu on top of a mountain in the Indies? They're like, oh, it's robots. Let's do it. Dude, Bollywood is great like that, and like, you can go all over the world and be like, "Hey, I'll just have a dance sequence uh, on the moon." Yeah, why not?" And, and it's usually it has to do with like some kind of like flavor of like whatever emotion you're going through at a time. So like when the uh, when the fiance kind of falls in love with the robot, they're like, diddle, 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 and then suddenly they're having a non-sequitur dance party uh, like and singing about like how she's falling in love with the robot. It's great. Mm-hmm. And the <laughs> robot is auto tuned. which i love So, so so let's get to the fight scene because that that you sent me the link to the fight scenes and they were amazing it was insane by the end of the movie the robot has gone full blown evil and he's created a clone army of other indestructible killer robots just like himself and with his electromagnetic powers he's able to form with the robots into various shapes to destroy everybody Yeah, so the first thing I saw was, like, there's a zillion cops in this building, and all the clones, a.k.a. like the clones from Matrix 2, form into a Katamari ball. Yeah! (laughs) This form is a giant Katamari ball, like this huge ball, and they just start rolling around and rolling over cops, and then they all, each guy in the ball spits out a machine gun, and then they just start, the ball starts (laughs) rolling around and just firing bullets everywhere. I was like, I was so reminded of the, you remember the end fight from Time Bandits? Yes. It's, like, where the evil guy, like, takes in a bunch of arrows and then kind of, like, balloons his cloak out and yes. shoots them all back. Yes. This is, like, that times 9,000. It's insane. And then he forms into, like, a giant snake made out of robot men. and oh, uh, man. It's amazing. Like, you just see these dudes all lying together, but they form a snake. And it, like, opens its mouth and one dude has a tongue comes out with his machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. And, like, you know, I was thinking, like, Damn. I've not seen uh, Hollywood produce anything as crazy as or as cool as this. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, this robot forms into all things. It forms into like a giant thing, like um, like the final boss in the uh, the end of the Matrix video games, where they're like screw the movie ending, we'll give you like a cool ending where all the Agent Smiths kind of form into like a giant robot. Mm-hmm similar similar thing the scientist is constantly working to disrupt the electromagnetic powers but then there's just like well all right now you still have a killer android robot to fight oh it it was crazy like you know there's 50 of these dudes well more like 100 i guess but you just couldn't shoot them every time they would shoot at one of his constructs he would change he'd like flatten into a quilt and then roll up into a ball and then the (laughs) ball would spin around and knock all these people and tanks down and then there'd be a helicopter in the air, and it would like, form like a barrel of monkeys, and they'd climb into a big tower, and they'd throw the helicopter into another <laughs> helicopter. I was, when I was watching this, I was like, stop sending helicopters. They have no effect. Stop it. It was amazing. They could form into everything. Then at the end, like when the good guys started to win, the, the bad guys formed the giant vibrator and just dug a hole in the ground and disappeared. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, exactly. And... You know, I, I watched this, uh, this movie came out in 2010. It's one of the bigger, um, it's actually like one of the biggest movies that India's ever made, but they don't keep box office records over there. So you can't really tell like if it was like a super financial success, but uh, but it's, but they're, they're rumored to be making a sequel. Can you, here's what we need to, obviously you're going to put this on our Jumpman Podcast Facebook page. Oh yeah. But for anyone that doesn't go there. Get help, <laughs> and can you can you just spell the name of this movie so people can just go straight to YouTube if they don't check us out on Facebook? Oh yeah, it's E N T H I R A N, or if you if you just search like like robot Bollywood action, uh, anything like that. Like the fight scenes are all over YouTube, and we'll, we'll you know like the, the, the whole you can watch the whole movie on YouTube. I would highly recommend it because it's really really funny. Uh, and the action scenes are like icing on the cake, um, but yeah, also like the the action scenes by themselves are just crazy. And I wish more movies would do crazy shit like this. Yeah, I don't got three hours to watch, but you sent me just the action clips, and those were just priceless. Yes, those are really good. So anyway, yeah, uh, check check us out on Facebook. We'll be posting that, and uh, yeah, dude. Okay, let's transition over to crazy American cinema. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. Oh, uh, okay. Wesley. <laughs> Wesley Snipes was just released out of prison for tax evasion. Wow. Because he declared that he was a uh, non-resident alien. What? No. <laughs> and that the IRS were trying to rape and pillage him. Well, well, I mean, it was stupid and a crazy move, and he shouldn't have done it. But he sent a letter to the IRS saying what people have been saying for a long time, which is, hey, there's nothing in the Constitution or on the book saying that we have to pay income tax, so I'm not going to pay it. Yeah, and he also he also threatened them too. He's like, "This is a this is a warning. You shouldn't go after uh, a celebrity. You shouldn't go after a celebrity like this. There could be there could be consequences for you." Dude, was he still in like blade mode at that point? He's like, "I'm a vampire. We'll I don't pay taxes." See, and that's what we need to talk about because <laughs> apparently, ever since he made Blade, he's never gotten out of vampire mode. So, mm. we we posted this on Facebook a week ago. I'm just gonna read directly from it. Patton Oswalt (laughs) is a very, very funny comedian uh, who's also branched out into television. You know, he just he was just on Parks and Recreation, did that hilarious uh, Star Wars filibuster, right? Which we talked about. Um, He's on my favorite TV show, Justified. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done some movies like Young Adult with Charlie Theron, like and Big Fan. So, guy's doing pretty well for himself. But he had a bit role in Blade Three as one of uh, Whistler's um, helpers whistler's helpers yeah remember like whistler all of a sudden they had like uh whistler's daughter and then ryan reynolds and then the blind chick and then this guy he was like the short dumpy guy oh yeah 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 he was like a tech specialist or something right so they were interviewing Patton oswald about his whole film career and they got to blade i, I seriously i'm just gonna read some of this word for word <laughs> because it's so good so they wanted to uh talk about what he thought about working with blade he was he's like oh christ <laughs> <laughs> the third blade movie now he said you know blade was actually supposed to be pre- blade 3 as we know was not good at all No, but it was supposed to be pretty sweet he said originally um the whole the whole basis of the film is blade is confronting some guy who's harvesting humans he's fighting for the last shred of humanity kind of like that uh ethan Hawke uh dave walker movie or whatever a couple years ago right but they thought it was too grim, so they decided to just have Blade fight Dracula, <laughs> which was effing lame. Oh, uh, it should have been cool. We're like, oh, Dracula, yeah, but Dracula sucked, man. Well, everything about that version of Dracula sucked. It was like, it was like he comes out of some tomb and in like you know like some um, Lord of the Rings armor, and you're like, okay, that's awesome, cool. He's this giant Persian looking badass, awesome, huge muscles, great. He's going to be a great fight scene. And then people are like, oh, Dracula's back, but he's calling himself Drake now. So everybody call him Drake. Okay, now he's going into some tattoo parlor, and he's molesting some goth chick. Okay, and skip to the end. Yeah, and, like, That's it. Any, anyone he bites, he could shapeshift into. I mean, that could have been played up way cooler. Yeah, the fight scene at the end was dumb. The cur- well, anyways, yeah. the best part about the movie was Triple H as a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um well he, and actually wait, wait, wait and, and the director liked trick blade so much that they wrote additional dialogue for him yeah he was cool and like the scenes with him and ryan reynolds were hilarious oh yeah so you know uh, pat oswald talks about how you know wesley would was sitting in his trailer and smoke weed all day and that's nothing big because uh you know lots of troubled movie stars do that yeah justin bieber does that yeah then of course he tried to strangle the director <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't always happen so much uh, and uh and the director was so scared that he went out to strip club and t- he saw a bunch of bikers there and said, I'll pay for all your drinks if you show up to the set tomorrow and pretend to be my security, which freaked out Wesley Snipes. <laughs> so the next day, Wesley sat down with the director and was like, I think you need to quit. You're detrimental to this movie. And the director was like, why don't you quit? We've got all your close-ups. We could shoot the rest of your stand-in. And according to Pat Oswald, they, uh, Wesley Snipes did a very minimal amount of work in this movie. They used his stand-in whenever possible. Right, so, he, he only did his close-ups. Yeah, so think about that next. the next time you don't watch this movie. <laughs> right, I mean, so you're actually really watching the stand-in. I mean, that whole joke from Scott Pilgrim uh, yeah. was like, the the stunt guy was like, "As uh, is my stand-in. Yeah, I let him do some of the uh, full shots for me. Yeah. That was like the douchiest thing, and you're like, dude, that actually happens in real life? Oh, yeah. So apparently, for the rest of the movie, Wesley Snipes would only communicate with the director through post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> but he would sign each post-it note. From Blade, <laughs> so and uh, Patton Oswalt says, you know, you know how some actors go method, yes. they stay in character the whole shoot, you know, like Christian Bale and some of those other guys. Sure. Well, that's fine for like a dramatic piece or whatever, but Wesley Snipes did it for Blade Three. So Patton Oswalt, Pat Oswalt, <laughs> when he first met him, he was like, "Hi," and Wesley Snipes was, "I'm Blade." <laughs> Can Wait. you imagine Wesley Snipes coming up to me like, "Hi, I'm Blade"? Oh shit, vampires are real? Oh, cool. You know, like, this is so amazing. Like, like, are you serious? Wow, you're the Blade? Oh, what are you doing here in this movie set, Blade? Oh, someone would get this guy some blood. (laughs) I can't even imagine. Hey, Blade, come here. Okay. (laughs) Now, what would you do in this movie about your life? (laughs) Well, you know, I'll kill like 10 of them. And then say a one-word answer and sound cool. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, what? You're going gonna to smoke weed all day and, and, and pretend that you're Blade? I would love that. I would love, you know, the, the, worst, the worst thing you could do in an improv show is um, is is somebody call out, like, a celebrity character. And you take that celebrity character because then you're, you know, you're defined as that. But I would love to see somebody playing Wesley Snipes trying to be Blade all the time and just yeah. see where that scene goes. I'm just amazed, like, how the fuck can you... <laughs> I want to see Blade at the craft service table eating a sandwich, you know? <laughs> uh, need, needs more blood. <laughs> it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I, I'm just trying to imagine, like, Blade just walking around, you know? It's like... you know. So, of course, if he, he's probably still got his swords strapped to his back at all times. Oh, sure. You know, because he's Blade. Like... <laughs> But the can you imagine if you're taking a shit in the bathroom <laughs> and fucking Blade walks in? You're like, oh my god. Shit. Like I, I, I would I would not trust Wesley Stimes. He's got a sword and he thinks he's he's trying to stay in a character of Blade. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. He pulls that sword out and slashes you. Dude, of course. I mean, uh, actually, I want to see him in a restroom like writing some shit on the wall like Vampire cock from Blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get all you. I'm just like you cannot you cannot stay method in a vampire movie. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, what's what's he say? He's like, oh yeah, you know, the, the interviewer says, if you're trying to be in character all the time as a vampire killer, being high all the time might not help yeah. here Here's the thing there's and you already alluded to this earlier. there is one person in all of movie history that can legitimately stay in character on and off the set Whoa. and that would be Ernest P. Worrell uh, <laughs> from all the Ernest movies <laughs> wait, because wait. Cause, cause you, you could almost be convinced that, uh, that, that, that Ernest was actually Ernest in real life. You could, Jim Varney that's Dude. the only guy that could stay like if, if he walked around behind the set as Ernest like, <laughs> you know like you'd actually be like oh fuck I love Ernest not Blade true wait, 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 like, can, Blade can I Blade, doing here, Daywalker? Aren't there <laughs> vampires you need to kill? Isn't this movie a waste of your time? You're like, I'm on my way. I'm on my day off. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, check this out. Can I drop something on you? So, Ernest P. World, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Rest in peace, Ernest P. World. Yeah. He has been resurrected. No. I think he's a vampire, dude. Yes. He's here, and he's on a TV show, and he's a beloved character selling cars once again. He's actually... But- Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs what do you mean you ever see Dirty Jobs yeah I have seen it. he doesn't look like Ernest he does no he doesn't it's him he doesn't Ernest has got a weird looking face man no way dude it's the same guy and he gets into these same insane kind of like uh, like straight man like uh, in his silly situations people are always like putting him like through his paces and now he's selling like Ford or Chevy or whatever on the TV it's the same guy no, he's got too good of a voice, man. He does all the voiceovers for Deadliest Catch. No, dude, Ernest, Ernest's got regular voice. But Ernest, aka uh, Jim Varney, was a Shakespearean trained actor. He could do anything. I don't know, man. I no one holds a candle to Ernest. I can't handle this, dude. Right it's now. him. It's him, and he's back. And I'm just like, dude, you came back as yourself, except no. slightly more profitable this time. I disagree. Alright, let's get back to Blade here. Okay. So the one chick was on there, the blind chick, she was kinda like the lesbian in the American Pie movies. Right. She had a she went through a mental breakdown during that movie. And I had heard that before. Like she went nuts. Oh. Um wait, she so, didn't wait, she didn't even have that big of a part. No, she didn't. <laughs> How does did she freak out? I don't know, but they said like Wesley Snipes has like a bunch of boundaries yes or or blade, I guess. <laughs> so, but she's blind. So the first scene they had together, she put her hand on his face. You know, like blind people doing movies, right. and he was like, <laughs> like he just was like, free. Ah! Don't touch blade. <laughs> no, he, you know, I bet he was like the that, uh, that that clip of like the um the the news guy or the weather guy talking to like the reptile dude, and like one of the geckos like jumps on him, and he's like, and falls over. Don't touch me. I don't know if she put, like, her finger <laughs> up his nose or something. It's like, oh, ah, don't touch me. I bet, I bet she touched oh. his sweet, sweet mustache. Oh, and this is funny because you mentioned this. You said, when we talked about Blade 3 previously, mm. you said one of the things you didn't like about it was Ryan Reynolds was too cheesy. Throughout yes. He had too many one-liners. So it turns out that the reason Ryan Reynolds was cheesy was just to piss off Blade. Because <laughs> they would sit around all the time. And uh, Wesley Snipes wasn't there for half the scenes. But when he was, they would say stuff, and then, the, you know, the camera would cut to Blade's face, and he wouldn't do anything. You know, he doesn't sell it. He would just say, like, a one-word answer. Mm-hmm. So they were just sitting around thinking, what are the worst jokes and puns we can say to this guy <laughs> to get any kind of reaction? <laughs> so all those Ryan Reynolds terrible lines are really just trying to rip on Blade and to get something out of him. God. I want to watch Blade Three again now. <laughs> yeah, just just when they cut to Wesley Snipes, I just want to see him. Just like you know, be like mm, mm. like he, he fucking never sells anything. You know, he's just he's just Blade. That's so funny that they were trying to come up with the worst things ever just to kind of like fuck with Blade. That's hilarious. I mean, I I, I want somebody to redub this movie except Wesley Snipes. Every line is I'm Blade. I know, <laughs> like it's it's awesome. So it's like. um, Wait, wait, can we we do a drinking game every time there's a close-up of Wesley Snipes in Blade 3, take a drink? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping Blade 4 comes out. It's gotta, it's gotta be Get Made. I I mean, mean, Blade Blade 4, Blader. It's gotta, it's gotta be a documentary, though. It's gotta be like, like, you know, like a mockumentary, like a behind-the-scenes documentary Mm. on Wesley Snipes, believing that he's Blade, playing Blade in a movie. I feel like we can finally induct him into our crazy Hall of Fame, you know? Steven Seagal, Nick Cage, those guys are so much fun because you know they basically believe who they are. You know they act you can't tell when they're acting and when they're not. You know, yes. they, they make all these outlandish claims and and believe them. And so I'm just ready to to with this one last thing. I one last anecdote I have for you. Yes. You now induct Wesley Snipes in there. Okay. Now we all know his classic line at the end of the first Blade movie. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Mm -hmm. We love it. You know, in the pantheon of badass lines that you say right before you kill the bad guy, you know, when all the music builds up crescendo and then stops and then you say something crazy. Mm -hmm. That's the best one. Totally. So the screenwriters did not write that line. Really? They overheard Wesley Snipes use it in a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking heard him say that (laughs) in real life. And they're like, and, and I write in this this article says the screeners are so overwhelmed with the line's mind melting profundity that they shit where they stood before rushing off to add it to the script. Well, shit. Well, that that whole that's great. That that whole ending was were, they they reshot the ending to Blade One. uh, uh if, if you got the uh, the Blade DVD, this is whole behind the scenes uh, deal. It's probably on YouTube now. I, I saw it. It's terrible. They yeah. Original. Yeah, they 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 showed it to test audiences, and the whole movie where like Stephen Dorff's character is talking about like La Magra being like a blood hurricane, he actually transforms into a hurricane made out of blood in the original ending, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, Lame. Really bad. No, and the uh, and the so the fight scene that they reshot with that line in it is like one of the best parts in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I just think it's amazing that no one wrote that. Wesley types actually said it <laughs> i could see that i mean everything we know about him now is like okay he's not a method actor he's just kind of nuts yeah i love it i can't wait for blade four now what do you think about his two years in prison was it just because, two years yeah okay now he's in a halfway house now all right so fear went one of two different ways one don't don't forget he was actually in a prison boxing movie called undisputed oh yes Ving Rames is the heavyweight champion. He goes to jail. Wesley Snipes is the prison champ who boxes everyone. And then they get in a huge match and they televise it. Or right. actually, I don't know if they televise it. but Wasn't, wasn't that the one where he like fights 10 dudes in a row? Or was that another one? No, no. He just fights Ving Rames, who's ah. the, the actual heavyweight champion of the world. Hmm. But Wesley Snipes is the prison champ. Right. So, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. right. It's you all know, to you, find out who's the best. You <laughs> may be champion of the world, but I'm the prison champ. Exactly. <laughs> so one i wonder if he went to prison and all the guys in there saw it undisputed i wonder if he had to like box mm. you know i wonder if they had to be like all right wesley let's see what you got man let's see undisputed so i think either he walked around constantly boxing people or did he go into prison and stay in character as blade i, I want to see that i want him to, to be like every day hey blade how's it going i'm blade like I could seriously see him walking the prison yard, and everyone just calling him Blade. Because let's face it, Blade One Blade is an awesome movie. You mm-hmm. know, prisoners might have okay taste in shitty movies, so they're probably like, "Yo, Blade, Blade." Like, and I think Wesley Snipes probably like, "Yo, I better be Blade. It's the only way I'm gonna get out of this prison, keep my cornhole together." Well, do well. You know, prison is a little bit like summer camp in that everybody gets a nickname. You know, right. to, you know, it, it just depends on how cool you are. If you get a cool one or a shitty one. Yeah, I would. I would have to think that he did two years of everyone calling him Blade and him thinking it too. <laughs> like so, I really, he was. He was like, he was like, I'm on a mission. Vampires have infiltrated the prison system. <laughs> oh, it's it's up to it's up to me. It's up to me to to take them down. I would love. To, I would love to see that. That's that's what Blade Four should really be. Documentary about Wesley Snipes playing Blade all the time, going to prison, getting out of prison, serving soup at a soup kitchen, going like. Today's menu is tomato bisque. I'm Blade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I really think that some of the other uh, prisoners were like, <clears throat> "Yo, Wesley." I mean, yo, sorry. <laughs> yo, Blade, Blade. Yo, you see that guy over there with the swastika on his arm? Yeah. Yo, he's really, he's really a vampire. Mm, I'm Blade. And then, <laughs> and then he goes over there when the guards <laughs> aren't looking and totally shanks him like eight times, like, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh!" and bleeds out and dies. And Blade's like. Oh shit! He wasn't a vampire. It just means that vampires set me up to make me into a real murderer. I'm Blade. That's right. He's like, <laughs> I saw this in a movie once about my life. It was called Blade Three. Yeah. Oh Trinity. So, <laughs> like, so I bet, I bet, like, well, I bet Blade was shanking people left and right. It's like if you were in like the gym or the showers and like other people, and only Blade was there, get the fuck out because he's, <laughs> he thinks you're a vampire. He's about to kill your ass like stay away oh, from blaine man. like i really think like he he accidentally killed one or two people early thinking they were vampires mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he had like the top of the food chain street cred <laughs> in the prison there were, everyone either stayed away from him or like the other gangs were like yo blaine i got a list here of all the vampires <laughs> <laughs> i would be like shit be like, you're like you're like looking at the duty roster to see you have to do uh who you had to the wash all the laundry with, and it just says oh no. and like, and so some guy's name Stanley is crossed out. It says Blade right next to you. you're like <laughs> no, <laughs> whose dick do I gotta suck to get out of laundry duty? Dude, do dude, well I, I I bet he came into prison and he's like everybody. I had an operation before I came in to insert a uh, silver rod into my penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to find out which one of you guys are vampires. <laughs> oh, stab me to death. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, seriously. I, I, although, uh, totally seriously. I heard he's going to get married, remarried when he gets out. And uh, when they ask him, um, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded bride? He'll be like, i bleed. <laughs> 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 like, close enough. <laughs> Oh my god, I just can you imagine me in like a little Cub Scout doing a can food drive and knocking on his house? <laughs> you know, he opens the door, <laughs> what, what do you want? <laughs> he'd be like, hi, sir, uh, we're collecting can Are you here to kill me? Oh, vampires! <laughs> oh, Blade. Wait a minute, no. I don't want Wesley Snipes in our Hall of Fame, I just want Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blade. From now on we'll just come call him Blade. That's right. <laughs> like I mean, like what what would you do if you met Blade tomorrow? I, I would I would say <laughs> I'd be like, Hello Blade. <laughs> my what a nice day we're having out. It's a good it's a good thing that you can walk in the sunlight. Huzzah. Oh my god. I think it's like you know how like when people get drunk, they do stupid stuff. Yes. No, I think the dumbest thing you could do is if you got drunk and then went up to Blade and was like you're going to die, Daywalker. <laughs> 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 and, just, and then start running as fast as you can in the other direction and see what happens. Wesley Snitch, I, I bet you he's got to sword out by the time you said Day. No way. Well, the thing, the thing about Blade is that, like, outside of special effects, uh, I think he's, like, one of those, like, Jason horror movie stalker guys where, like, he doesn't really want to run. He just wants to, like, Pepe Le Pew kind of, like, walk at you mm, until you that's... do. And, and, like, everybody runs at him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he doesn't run as much now. No, it's like the Steven Seagal uh, martial arts school where he's just like, everyone comes to me, food comes to me. I wonder like now if he so believes his character that, you know, when he sits there like at a family reunion he starts to <laughs> talk, he's like, then there was that one time in Majapur. When I was going after those vampires and I had to team up with Wolverine for a little bit and, and they're like, whoa, are you just quoting the fucking Blade anime now? <laughs> no, it, it happened to me. Like, I wonder if he just believes everything now about himself. He's just absorbed it. <laughs> it really happened. And I had a wolf dog too. Dude, dude. Well, you, you know, what? I, I knew Wesley Snaps was kind of going off the deep end when he, when he was Blade at that award ceremony. Do you remember that? oh i don't it was like uh it wasn't the academy awards maybe it was the golden globes or um maybe it's just the mtv movie awards yeah that's the only thing he would have gotten invited to (laughs) but the thing was is like is like blade in fit like film cameras capturing wesley snipes as blade cool uh tv cameras capturing him doing the exact same shtick make him look like a total fool you're like oh my god seriously and it's a wig and the wig looks bad oh shit like his awesome high top fade was a wig oh yeah dude total wig oh i mean look at him uh, in any other movie oh outside a little little... piece of me just died (laughs) 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 i don't don't know why that was the tipping point i mean now you've crushed me i mean look 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 at him in like the the movie trailer that just came out a few months ago where he's also killing vampires except it's in the desert and he has like the worst wig in the world Mm. but it's not like blade wig it's like rasta wig Oh, man. Yeah, I hope the rumors are that uh, Sly Alone is going after him for Expendables 3. <clears throat> I would love that. Nick Cage as the villain, Seagal, Blade. I mean, what other crazies can we line up? Well, it sounds like Seagal is already dropping out of it. No, <laughs> But I know they want Wesley Snipes. Well, dude, Seagal doesn't drop on anything. He just slowly rolls away. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's what he's worried about. I think that he's worried about when he's in a movie with a bunch of other guys, it's going to make him look fat and bad, which it would. <laughs> yes, that's going to be the whole point. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck that shit. I mean, so- what about uh, like John Malkovich? Like even when, even when Seagal did that movie, Stone Cold Steve Austin, they're rarely in the same uh, scene together true they Had the kick-ass solo because i don't think seagal wanted to be uh you know look bad in front of stone cold right and he was wearing that <laughs> he was wearing that katie no pocket uh bib oh yeah the huge fucking vest originally <laughs> worn by john popper of blues traveler <laughs> <laughs> it was like this giant khaki thing with a million pockets it's like the most realistic bat utility belt you will ever see yeah, except Cause, they're just filled with donuts. <laughs> hey, man, those are important, okay? So he doesn't eat the other heroes. I think each pocket had a donut in it, and it was labeled, like, 1 o'clock, 1 30, 2 <laughs> 2.30. So whatever time of the day, he would reach for the, the corresponding pocket. Dude, dude, it's just like Banana Man. Do you remember the cartoon? I'm trying not to. Dude, bana- I mean, it, it was terrible, and it was paired with Danger Mouse, which is also, in retrospect, not that great. But um, Banana Man, it'd be like Donut Man, except that, like, when he eats a donut, he gets fatter. Yes. which which is exactly what happens in real life by the way it's true and you punch a donut hole in your body dude punch a donut hole in the moon in your mom well since we talked about seagal we talked about blade for yes. my thunder dump i really just i i dug up a couple of nick cage quotes because i don't want nick cage to get jealous because we still love cage <laughs> so i i wanted to uh do a couple thunder dumps of some great nick cage stories okay so December 2010, while leaving a nightclub in Romania where he's promoting Ghost Rider. Mm. I, I wish I could be there for something like this because the actor exploded into a, uh, into a rage during an altercation where Cage was taped screaming, so maybe this same video. I thought we were brothers, man! And I'll die in the name of honor! <laughs> I want to hear, I, I, would, I would pay money to hear Nick Cage say I will die in the name of honor Here outside you go. of a nightclub. On, on, a, on YouTube right now. Nick Cage screaming nightclub. Here we go. Oh, wait. No, it was Will. am featuring Nicolas Cage scream and shout. Hmm. What? Hmm. No, no, oh, no, know. So they, they took out Britney's parts in that uh, Will. am song. Yes. Putting Cage. Although I, I, lo- I love the version where it's just a goat. Yeah. Here we go. During a chat with Dave Letterman to promote his film, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Nick Cage told the story of how he and his cat, Lois, of course, <laughs> he loves, he loves, he loves, uh, it could be Lewis. I always pronounce those two names wrong. It's either Lewis or Lois. Is, well, wait. let's say it's Lois because he loves Superman. Is, is there a U or not? Yes. Then it's Lewis. Damn it. All right. Him and his cat, Lewis did psychedelic mushrooms together. What? <laughs> he said that after a day-long staring contest with the cat, <laughs> he... He had no doubt that he was my brother. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, Lewis, eat these mushrooms with me. And then he has a day-long stare with a cat. I have no doubt he's my brother. Sorry, so at the end, he's just like, well, well, Lewis. <laughs> Can you imagine he fucking stares at him, and the cat? Like, Shit fuck why did we do these mushrooms i better keep staring at him before he like kills me (laughs) and we probably told in the beginning if you look away i will rape you to death and then (laughs) eat your brains oh my god i just realized what we have to do no i don't want to do that no 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 we have to meet blade okay introduce him to youtube okay and then show him The Nick Cage clip where he goes, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! And be like, Blade, right there! Nick Cage is is confessed! He's confessed to being a vampire! Blade, what are you gonna do? We we can actually, and then, well, I'll feel bad because then Blade will murder Nick Cage. No way. We're kind of accessories to it. Dude, no way. Nick Cage, I don't think he's going down. No way, man. He's got crazy on his side. That's true. He's got crazy screaming at the door yeah man i mean like can't be killed like the the actor who was playing alongside of him in that scene screaming at the door was genuinely scared for his life like i think that was improv that whole scene oh yeah i mean god i was just watching national treasure 2 yesterday (laughs) because because why not yeah even in national treasure 2 which is like a disney movie they still had a cage meltdown in that movie really he's in like england and he sees his uh, ex-girlfriend and the other guy on, the, on his little earpiece is like, yo, make a scene. And he starts doing like the walking around like the bushwhackers up and down the stairs. And, like, and makes this huge scene and does his Nick Cage overacting and stuff. And it's <laughs> awesome. Oh, no, I've seen that. And he's like, and then he rips into like the British security guards. He's like, I'm going to rip on you for being British. Ha ha. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, God bless Nick Cage. <laughs> Even in a PG Disney movie, he can still have a Cage freak out. Oh, I mean, I think it's in his contract. He's like, must have at least one contra, one freak out per movie, unless it's an action movie, and then just one regular scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he writes it as a freak out. He's just been like, I'm going to have a couple cage days. But rather rather than let uh, us get behind a production, whatever happens in those days counts towards the movie. (laughs) Well, there's that that scene in... um, uh, I, for, I forget what it's called. Um, the, the one where he really wants cake. It was like early oh, on right. his career. Uh, ha, wh- what movie was it? Was it Leaving Las Vegas? I'm not sure. But he's ba- he's basically like, "Hey, who the hell took my cake? My cake was in the refrigerator right here." He's like, "Oh, this cake. This is yours. I want that cake." Freaking <laughs> out about cake. I'm like, "Holy crap!" And that's like <laughs> that's like on the low end of Cage freakouts. Yeah. No, that was crazy, man. I love these guys. Oh yeah, it's like, it's like reality TV, reality TV, merged somehow with like film, film that we actually like and enjoy, mm-hmm. to create some kind of like strange alternate reality. But it's but it's actually happening. I just want to hear more stories. Like Patton Oswalt doing the Blade story was great. John Leguizamo, what he does is the Steven Seagal executive decision stories, those are great. You know, I just want to hear more of these stories. So mm-hmm. hit us up on our Facebook page. And just leave any Cage, Seagal, or Blade stories you have. Even if I've heard them already, I still want to reread them. Absolutely. And I think that's, my, that's, that's just my favorite part about like hearing all about these crazy actors is like laughing for a bit at their insanity and losing my, my problems you know, for just a second to think about how crazy these actors are. And how you don't have to be crazy to be an actor. Oh, yeah, man. Like um, Amanda Bynes just shaved half of her head. Whoa. Yeah. I love it. I mean, cool. Haircuts, cool. Britney Spears haircuts, maybe not so cool. Yeah. Ah, well that's all I got today. Oh, that was I I think that's the most fun I've had in a while. (laughs) That was good, man. Yeah. So so you know, check us out, RetroWare TV, Elder Geek. Are we even on retro anymore? Shh. Quiet. (laughs) I know seriously, like I went to our pay I went to the site last week and I didn't see our show. And really? then I went to like our, our library page where it has all of them yes. and it didn't have like the last, uh, 10 episodes. What? Like, I I'm, couldn't even find them. I'm going. And what then the I went fuck? to the, uh, and I went to the forum and our, we were like not on the forum anymore. Well, check this out. Oh, Hey, hang on. Hang on. Good guy. TV. As soon as you say that, even though the images aren't, aren't there anymore, they totally fixed our page. They fixed it? They fixed it. Well, I mean, uh, define fixed. I mean, like, the images are now gone and all broken and dead. But the most uh, updated um, podcasts are on the top of the page. Oh, cool. Well, maybe when I got on the page, they were updating it, and so it was all messed up. I bet. I mean, so this, maybe, maybe it was the day I got on there. I mean, they still don't have our last episode last week. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it. You know, okay. on, 136 is on top of the page. And, yeah, so and, go to RetroWare and click on Power Strip because that's pretty cool. And then while you're there check us out and but eldergeek.com displays us proudly on the top front of their page so check those guys out they're pretty cool and and they've got a new video series called uh 25 video games to share with my son oh yeah and uh by by randy and that was pretty cool like i watched the first episode so that was that that was pretty cool so you know got some extra time of uh checking out steven seagal stuff go click on that video it's pretty sweet oh yeah I mean, that's that's something that, like, as a new parent, I've been thinking about, like, everybody everybody is like, um, God, it's like, this is, this is not just, like, the uh, internet generation anymore, these new batch of kids, but this is, like, the touchscreen generation. Yeah. So I think about that, like, man, like, how is that going to affect his brain? Or maybe it's not at all, and everybody's just being, like, weird about it. Yeah, I mean, I was reading some stuff on that too about how it's like you know it's not really that bad for them. You know, it helps them learn cognitive stuff, and plus, since mm-hmm. it's touch screen, it makes more sense. Like my kid took my Kindle uh, Fire and started watching Mickey Mouse on it. Awesome! Like on the YouTube page, mm-hmm. and when the when the next one ended, he just clicked on the Mickey Mouse episode on the right and started playing that one It kept going. Awesome! So you know. But anyways, yeah. Uh, of course, we're on iTunes because we built that city <laughs> on rock and roll. We own iTunes, and uh, of course, JumpinPodcast.com, our website. Word. Oh, and shout out to Travis and the On Being Human podcast. Those guys are awesome. And uh, if you don't, if 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 you need more time in between our weekly uh, free episodes, go check out On Being Human. They're this kick ass metal band that does video game covers, and they have a pretty hilarious podcast too. Yeah, those dudes are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Respect. All right, see dude. man. That's it for me. And uh, by the next time, next time we sign on, summer movie season will have started. I can't wait. Actually, I, I have to make plans to do it, but I'm definitely gonna go see Iron Man. Yeah, I can't wait. Ben Ben Kingsley with like his weird Southern accent playing an Asian guy. Uh, eh, I could work. Perfect. All right, all right. Later, dude. I'm bleed. Yeah. <laughs> Jump man, engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.